Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. The New York Mets have a new manager. It's the final baseball insiders of the year. The owners and the players are meeting is Robert Murray excited? I'm sure he is about something. The Baseball Insider starts right now. Bert, we haven't been doing this podcast all year, but it's still the last episode of the year, so I think we should celebrate them. At least we started this podcast and have had some guests on this podcast and have gotten to know each other better. Good to see you, by the way, buddy. Hey, good to see you too. Yeah, how are we going to celebrate this thing, Karma? Is there champagne on your end, or or, or what? I uh, I don't have any champagne. I the only thing I have in front of me, I could put on like a fan sided hat, like a baseball fan sided. Let's celebrate with a little gold star. Uh, wow. What do you think? I mean, like uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. I don't know. Kind of feels good to me. What? That's my celebration. Put on a fan sided hat. What do you think? Honestly, that's better than whatever I got because I either have my phone or a water bottle. And like that hat is swaggy. It's very swaggy. It looks like Notre Dame colors from my end. So, um, I mean, that fits where you're at right now. So, I mean, at the end of this pod, would you dump a little bit of the water on your head to celebrate? Was that it? Could we do that for the video uh, portion of the pod? Of course. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Oh, this is exciting. This is exciting. All right. (laughs) Watch the YouTube. We're we're doing the the Burt uh, water bottle last pilot of the Baseball Insiders 2021 challenge. So uh, no surprise, I guess. Buck Showalter landing in New York, right? Yeah, not a surprise at all. I think that's what everybody expected in baseball. And like as soon as um, as soon as they ended up firing Luis Rojas, it was basically determined that it was Showalter's job to lose. And by all indications, uh, Showalter was a guy that Steve Cohen wanted. And in the end, he ended up getting his guy in. Um, but he made it clear um, behind the scenes that it was Billy Epler's search for a manager. He was not going to intervene. He was not going to make the decision. It was going to be Billy Epler. And lo and behold, here we are. So Joe Espada, who, correct me if I'm wrong, he's interviewed a bunch of places now, right? Yep. Bench coach of the Astros gets over, gets passed over. Uh, Matt Kataro from the Rays, their bench coach also. Uh, do you think they did this right? Do you think they made the right call? I do. I think they ended up making the right call here because this is a job that needed somebody with previous managerial experience, in my opinion. And Showalter has managed in the New York market before, um, so this is not going to be anything new to him. Um, I do think they interviewed some very qualified candidates. Uh, Quatraro ended up very much impressing the Mets in his, in their interviews. Um, and like it was, it was Showalter's job to lose, but he made a good impression. Joe Espada is going to be a manager in the future as well. And I would imagine the same thing with Quattraro, um, just because both of them are very, they're established names. They come from good organizations and you always see uh, teams try to poach guys from the Rays just because they're a very well-oiled machine. So, um, but even though they're very good candidates, yeah, the Mets got the right guy here. So he's been 
working with the MLB network. He's been working with Yes, uh, the Yankees network. So hanging out in New York. This he's got loads of talent around him and lots of money still to spend. I mean, he's got he's Buck Showalter's got to be loving this moment in in Buck Showalter time. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, this is his fifth managerial gig, and this is the best roster he's inherited by a lot. Uh, just because. I mean, look at the rotation, first of all. You have Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. You have an offense that has Francisco Lindor. You end up adding uh, Starling Marte, Mark Canna, um, what was it, Eduardo Escobar, too. I mean, you have some really talented pieces here. Um, and knowing how Steve Cohen operates, they're probably not done because he has pockets that are deeper than any owner in baseball and he's willing to dig deep into his pockets. If he ends up finding the player that he wants. And you also like, I've seen, I think it was Joel Sherman of the New York post wonder if they could end up pursuing a guy like Freddie Freeman, which I think he was speculating there more than reporting. But um, I mean, even speculating that as a possibility after what they've done this winter just goes to show that Cohen can spend. And like, this is the ultimate gig for Buck Walter here. All right. Tough, Tough question on the spot here for you, Bert. But in the last oh. in the last fifteen years, okay, yeah. and you don't have to go back fifteen. Just just ballpark this in your mind. Yeah, if you I'm were barely fifteen years old, right? Exactly. So this is going to be a challenge for you. But if, if you had to rank how challenging the NL East was in comparison to the rest of the divisions in baseball, where do you think it roughly falls? I don't have numbers in front of me, by the way, to back this up. So just this is just a a calm thought that I'd love your input on. My point is that I don't think it's been very strong. I mean, this hasn't been the, the Braves of the 90s NL East. Like, no. I mean, who's the, who's the best team that's come out of the NL East in the last 15 years? My point being is the Mets have, by the way, made the playoffs twice in the last 15 years, just to underlining the ineptness that the Mets have had, right? I mean, this has not been the most – this hasn't been the AL East the last 15 years, right? No, for sure. This has not been the class of Major League Baseball by any means. I'd imagine I'd put them in the middle of the pack, maybe like because there's six divisions. I put them probably third or fourth, if I'm being real, uh, just off the top of my head from what I'm thinking here. Um, but immediately, like even going off of the past, you said they've won two division titles in the last 15 years. You're looking at right now for contention in that division, you're looking at the Phillies who, I mean, they're probably going to end up signing another bat. I would think, I think a lot of people connect them with Kyle Schwarber still, uh, you have the Atlanta Braves who just won the world series. So they're easily going to enter the season as a favorites to win the division. I, I got to put the Mets like almost right there with the Phillies, if not above the Phillies in terms of like winning this thing for this year. Um, and I think Showalter is going to be a big reason for that. I'm curious to see the kind of coaching staff he puts together to, to surround himself with. But um, like, as, as you said, it's not been the best division, um, but I, I think Showalter is going to be capable of them maximizing that and possibly end up taking them to a division title or even a postseason berth in his first year there. I think that's a, there's a very real shot of that now. I mean, if you go back, World Series champions this year, Braves, the Nats in 19, right? Yep. Uh, in 15, the Mets got there. So that was mm-hmm. one of their runs. Um, but as far as champions go, then you have the Phillies in 08. Charlie Manuel, by the way, got to always got to get a Charlie Manuel mention when you get in there. Love Charlie and, Manuel. 
And bef- before that, uh, the Marlins in 03. So, I mean, they, they middle of the pack is fair. Okay. I, I just, I just look at it like at least going forward, the, the Mets have a chance to, uh, you would think if they, if they do things right to dominate that division. Yeah. And like, it's going to end up being for a sustainable amount of time. It's not going to just be a one year thing um, because a lot of the guys they have under contract are signed for more than one year. Um, so like they're going to be built to win this year. They're going to be built to win next year, maybe even the year after that, which that's a very intriguing thing, especially like because Cohen wants to win a World Series. He wants as many bites of the apple, no pun intended, um, as he possibly can. And like that, like the ro- the players he ended up signing to the roster this year, the players that he's already had on the roster that are going to come back for next year, and then you combine that with Buck Showalter, like that that gives you a very good chance, but they just need to add more because I don't like this roster right now, while it's good, it's better. It's not enough to win the world series. Just for the record. I'm going to mention this every time Steve Cohn comes up, the pleaded guilty to insider trading and agreed to pay 1.8 billion in fines. If there's one guy that I'm rooting against in major league baseball, it would be Steve Cohn. So uh, yeah. the old You're not alone there. The old $1.8 billion in fines. There's a first-class guy. Uh, I, w- I was watching. So have you watched, uh, uh, it's, I think it's called Bad Money or Bad, Bad, Bad Sport. Bad Sport on Netflix. They go, they go through uh, all the cheaters from different walks of life. The one I watched last night, Bert, they were, kill- they were, they were killing horses. They were killing horses in the equestrian world, which is the rich of the rich of the rich, because the horse was worth more on the insurance than it was worth in real life. So they would have this dude go in there and he would, he would clip one ear and then do some other thing and, and basically electrocute, not basically electrocute the horse. Weird turn on the baseball insiders out of nowhere. But that's wow. what these people did, man. They, ele- they killed horses, billionaires, be- because they could get another extra 100 grand for the horse. I mean, how sick is that? That's extremely sick. Oh, I, uh, why? Okay, I have many questions, Carl. But like, why the yeah. heck did you watch that? I, I, it's a great, it's a great series. Uh, it starts out with Arizona State in the '90s, and uh, you know the, the, they there was dudes who I distantly knew, won't name names here, but were involved in the fixing of games, and so it started out with that one, and then it got to a race car driver who. He was funding his desire to be a race car driver by bringing in just oodles and oodles of marijuana in the most creative ways and eventually got caught. Uh, it, it's an, I highly recommend it. Do you have Netflix? Oh, I'm glad you. Okay. So uh, get ready for another fun Bert fact here. Yeah. Um, I got Netflix a month ago. All right. Well, there you go. I finally caved. I've been watching uh, the Iron Fist, which very good, Carm. Very good. Okay, I want after we come back in 2022, last part of the year, I, w- I want you to have watched at least a couple of uh, bad sport and 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 give me your wow. review. Okay, can you do this that? This is giving you major high school flashbacks to having homework over Christmas break. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll do yeah. just for you, Carm. I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll make it happen. Just just watch one. Just watch one. I I, I think you'll 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 you'll. I bet I'll get a text from you. Hey, Carm. Thanks for thanks for this recommendation. I think you'll enjoy it. the Al- the Alpinist is another great one. 
one, by the way. All right. I'm adding them both to my list. By the way, I texted you at, before six o'clock this morning. You, I know. You, I you know. You responded almost right away. So I, I, I was like, this guy is the greatest. 6 a.m. here. I want to talk some Buck Show, Walter. And it's going to be a phenomenal pod. And what, yeah. what, what time were you up today, Bert? What, what was the way? Uh, I got up at, I think, 5.15, so I slept in. Yeah, I was pretty. I woke up on Sunday morning because um, I was super hyped for my fantasy football matchup. I woke up at 3.15, and I had a pot of coffee in me by about 4.30. So, yeah, that uh, for the people listening, don't be like me. So, wait a second. Sunday morning, 3.15, yeah. you're in bed, you wake up, you start thinking about your fantasy football matchup. That's right. And you get out of bed. Oh, I get out of bed. I start like I immediately have coffee made in the fridge because I love cold coffee, and I start pouring it and I start slinging it, and, and it's going down good, huh? And, th- and then what happens? It's four a.m. Uh, four a.m. You're hyped up on coffee. The games aren't for eight more hours. What do you do? I go work out. That's I. That's where I end up burning off all the caffeine and and put the goods and try to get the gains. So, um, it was a very good workout, by the way. You very went good. to the gym at what time? Oh boy, it was probably I waited a little bit, which was a mistake. I probably went around six o'clock. Six o'clock. Yep. Right, and then you're back home by what time? Um I ended up I don't know why this there, like know, eight, eight thirty in that eight, range. Eight thirty. I don't know why this yeah. is so interesting to me, but I find this fascinating. <laughs> were you were you always that kid growing up that boom, if I if my eyes open up, I'm not going back to bed. I'm up and I'm going. That's what I do. I'm Robert Murray. Oh, I used to be a guy who woke up at like nine to 11 o'clock every morning. Um, so, so how did this change for the people out there right now? who are thinking, you know what? I want to be early morning guy. There's a reason why I'm tuning into the baseball insiders. This is going to motivate me for 2022. I'm going to put it on my new year's resolutions. How did you do it? It just happened. It, I woke up one morning and it was just like, why am I up so early? So I just got out of bed and I felt super productive. I got my workout in. I was, uh, I was home by like nine o'clock and I had so much time left in the day. I'm like, I got to make this a habit now and been doing it ever since Carmen and life is good. You can, yeah, I'm telling you folks, like if you want the Robert Murray experience, just, or if you want to be like me, don't it, it's, it's not a good, ah, I think this is great. I, I love it. I, maybe I'll, <laughs> uh, you're motivating me right now. Uh, awesome. All right. Let, let me just get back on track with, with, uh, <laughs> with, with show Walter real fast. Listen, let me, let me give you some buck with show Walter facts, Bert. American American League Manager of the Year with the Yankees, with the Rangers, with the Orioles. He also, of course, managed the Diamondbacks, did not win an NL Manager of the Year. He's got 1,551 wins compared to 1,517 losses, so a little bit over 500. All right. Uh, he Look, he was with Baltimore for eight years, which, I mean, I feel like that in itself should put you in the Hall of Fame. He, t- he went to th- he went to the playoffs three times with the O's. Three times. That's I mean, very impressive. I mean, that's thirty seven point five percent of the time for people doing math back at home. There you go, thirty seven half percent. He went to the ALCS in twenty fourteen. They lost to the Royals. Feels like a Hall of Famer, Buckshaw Walter. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I'll tell you, like. You have a, a team where, like, if you're Steve Cohen, you want to win a World Series within five years of becoming owner. So you're already two years down. You have three years to go to fulfill that promise. You go all in this winter um, by signing Scherzer and the three pl- offensive players they did and probably are going to spend more. What better guy to lead the charge 
or lead the way than by hiring Buck Showalter to, to manage that team. Like, I, that's just perfect to me. A Hall of Fame manager doing that, sign me up. I mean, if Showalter was managing you, you might be up at 215. Seriously. He might, yeah. he, he could take you to the next level, Showalter. Honestly, like that, I may, I may start set my alarm clock now for 215 just so I can like be on Showalter time. You know, Tom Coughlin used to have Coughlin time back when he was the, the Giants coach. So, hey, maybe I do Showalter time now. For the record, uh, our our Sean Daly, who does 7,000 things for fans cited, including uh, producing this podcast and has built our TikTok channel and God knows what else he's doing over there. But he's like, uh, his his take on Showalter is like, the dude's like Tom Thibodeau, which I think as a huge NBA guy, Bert, I love that comp because Tibbs is going to get the most out of your team. He's also going to perhaps burn out some guys and, and maybe rub them the wrong way. But in the in the back end, they all come back and say, like, I appreciate Tibbs. Like you would get this, you know, like a guy like Joe Kim Noah, whose career maybe ended up a little bit uh, earlier than he wanted, still would say great things about Tibbs because Tibbs made him a lot of money and he got to reach his potential, which maybe, you know, I don't know what Francisco Lindor's thinking right now with Showalter showing up and he's already gotten paid. He doesn't necessarily need somebody, you know, consistently on him, but yeah. you know, maybe he can, you know, even, even get him to the next level at this stage of his career. It, it wouldn't shock me at all because like, there was comments that were recently made by Manny Machado uh, to Brick Roley of the athletic that uh, he credits Showalter for having him be the player that he is today and taking him and, and taking him under his wing and teaching him some lessons as a young player with the Baltimore Orioles. Um, and, I think he can definitely do that with the young players on the Mets, even the veteran players like Lindor, like you mentioned. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of benefit here. And I like Sean is a, he's a very bright guy. Also a Philadelphia Eagles fan, which only adds to his case here. Um, so I, like that was a very good comp by him. I, I thought that was, you would obviously know better being a Chicago guy and, and being a Bulls fan. Um, but like to me, that was a very good comp. I can see that for sure. I, mean, I love Tibbs, and Tibbs is not for everyone. Um, but, and that's the thing. I think it's the same thing with Buck. Like, hey, 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 a little, a little intense there, buddy. Although he supposedly he's got this underrated sense of humor too. So I don't know. Confirmed. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, yeah. I've never talked to Buck before, but like we have plenty of mutual friends, and they've all said the same thing to me about him. Is that he's a very sneaky, funny human being. So that uh, that'll surely play in that market. Unless fifth, things go sour. Fifth manager for the Mets over the last four years. All right. And. Ouch. Yep. Four losing seasons in the last five. Ten in the last 13. Yep. And two playoff appearances, I mentioned, in the last 15 years for the New York Mets. Which, by the way, if I'm Steve Cohen or Billy Epler or whoever, I'm, I'm looking around like, who can manage an organization that never wins and is is and has done an incredibly pathetic job of even establishing themselves as as uh, credible? Oh, this guy took the Orioles to the playoffs three you know three out of eight years. This is like a I think it makes a lot of sense on on many levels. Bert, you're a huge Brewers guy, right? You live uh, in yeah, I grew up in the area. I didn't grow up a Brewer fan though, Carm. So. You- but you live in Wisconsin. That's correct. Good, good, yep. good enough. Correct. Uh, I, I figured I could ask you because there's not a lot of baseball news here going on yep. outside of Buck. But uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates have hired for me, former Milwaukee uh, assistant Andy Haynes 
as their hitting coach. He, he's taken over for Rick Epstein, Eckstein, excuse me, who was fired at the end of last season. Three years as the Brewers hitting coach. You are the best person on the planet who could talk about why a Pittsburgh Pirate fan who are who've had zero reason for excitement for her at least three, if not 10 years, not really 10, but you get the point. Maybe should they be, a, should they be excited that, Oh my God, we just landed Andy fricking Haynes, man. Go pirates. What do you think? I actually think the Brewers fans are going to get on me for saying this, but I think they actually should be. Um, they should be optimistic about that hire. And yeah, obviously people are going to point to Christian Yelich's struggles along with Keston Hira's, but I think that hire is going to end up paying off um, because they have a, some very nice young players in that team. Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz, by the way, O'Neill Cruz, I have heard from so many different scouts and even some players there that he is an absolute freak show. Um, and like O'Neill Cruz is going to be a very prominent dude um, in the future. And like having Haynes there, I think is going to help him. Uh, he's very good at the fundamental work. He's very good at building relationships. Um, and you got to see it with the Brewers. And you, last year, Colt Wong had a career season. Omar Narvaez was an all-star. Um, Luis Urias went from zero home runs to like 20 plus homers. Um, and like there was some other players in the Brewers who had very good seasons that kind of got overlooked. Um, and I know the Brewers, when they ended up letting go of Haynes, there was a big internal struggle over that decision um, because they very much value what Haynes and his previous or his assistant inning coach, Jacob Cruz did. Um, they, they think they're very good coaches, but they just wanted a different voice there. And I think being in a different setting is going to allow Haynes to be a very effective hitting coach. See, I knew you had, I knew you had that info. That's why that that's why you are the baseball insider, Robert Murray. Cheers to that, baby. Cheers to that, brother. Do you got any inside information on what's going on with the players and the owners? They met for the first time since uh, the old lockout started, uh, which is was just preliminary and working on some level of logistics. And uh, but perhaps there's something that's positive that you can report or negative. Either way, actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you what. One of my sources told me when I checked in, I think it was yesterday I checked in. It was, and I quote, no progress, nothing to report. So, yes. Yep. So, so that, yeah. I would, like, I'm telling you, like, I, I'm still of the belief that we're going to have baseball start on time next year. I, I'm, I'm still believing that. There's more people, I'll admit, that are pessimistic about it. Um, but like I, I'm still in the camp that believes we'll have baseball on time next year. Is that because you just live your life in an optimistic get up at three fifteen way, or is it based on anything substantial? Um, I mean, I'm an optimistic guy. You've noticed that, yeah. You've noticed that pretty. Quickly. I have. Yeah. Hey, it's the only way to live life. But um, yeah, I, I'll say I'll base it on mostly gut but also is like some Intel. I just cannot see coming off of that COVID year, these guys delaying the regular season and losing out on more money. I just, I, I think they can't do it. Like they both want money and losing some of that just over these negotiations. I just, I, I can't see that happening again. 
I hope you're right, brother. I am with the apparently the public on this one. I don't think baseball will start on time, but I'm only basing that on well, I'm basing it on every article that I read that says that they're incredibly far apart and there's a lot of angst between the players and the owners and it's not good. And we watched what happened last year with uh, the pandemic and how they could never actually get to a deal and the owners had to implement a 60-game season. So yeah. that would be uh, based on history, recent history. That's why I would say that I would, I'm going to guess that baseball starts May the 16th. Let's go with May 16th. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. And I'd take a May 16th. That'd be, that'd be, that would be fine. The baseball insiders will survive, which that gets us to the part of the podcast where we celebrate our first quarter year of, of being in business, Bert. Uh, anything jump to mind that you would like to celebrate the most uh, on this brand new partnership that hopefully is going to amount to major, major, major things for both of us? Yeah. Well, first of all, like, I think I, I would be remiss without like number one celebrating the friendship I got with you. Cause like you're the absolute man karm. Um, yeah, you're, you're my guy. So you, you bring out the best of me and uh, yeah, like all joking aside, I, I appreciate you with all my heart. You're the man. Back at you, brother. You're I, it's, it's thank you for saying that you did not have to do that, but I, I, I love you back, bird. You're, you're a unique, talented, hard driving, uh, young superstar who I am enjoying being partnered with in this baseball venture by the way thanks to sean and mike and hunter and everybody else who's pushed us to do some patrick allen who's pushed us to uh do this pod in the best possible way and, and for the work that everyone's done uh, getting it off the ground but outside of that any moments that you'd like to celebrate any any stumbles that we edited out that you like to underline right now for, for, <laughs> for either for either one of us by the way this is take two of this podcast after i had the whole internet crash on me and I've much more enjoyed this this take two than the way we started take one so I'm, I'm happy with how this show's gone yeah hey, you and me both yeah like because I, I I told you this off camera but um yeah like it was I was talking and all of a sudden like you just froze and I you just had this blank stare of like looking super bored at me and I'm like am I this boring and like there he goes again he's back at it again with the I'm bored on the death um, but like a moment, like I'll give you two moments here, like one good. Um, and then one, like that got me in trouble. Um, so the one good was right before the lockout saying that Javier Baez was the prime target for the Tigers. And then that Corey Seager was very much in play for the Rangers. And then all of a sudden, like not even 24 hours later, both happened. Bang, bang. Um, I, I thought that was a very good moment for the pod. Um, and then a moment that got me in trouble. And this is probably the most trouble I've ever gotten in, uh, in baseball is on one of our previous pods. Um, I went into detail about my mashed potato slander. Um, and I put it on my mom, Janice, God bless her soul. Um, and all of a sudden I'm at a family event the other day and she comes up to me and she's like, Hey, I finally listened to the pod. And I was like, oh, what do you think? She said, oh, I've only listened to one episode. And I'm like, well, what do you think? And she looked at me. You don't like my mashed potatoes? And like, <laughs> she, oh, I was like, oh, boy, this is this is not good. Like, so the one episode she ended up she ended up uh, listening to is the mashed potato slander. And I, I, I have to put something out there for the record is my mom is the one who cooks the potatoes. Um, and then she gives the mashing and the seasoning and the, all the other stuff to my dad to do it. So 
it my my uh, my mashed potato slander was misdirected. Um, it was meant for my dad, and I want to issue a public apology to my mother, who I love very much, and and hope she hears this too. Do you not love your dad? Oh, I love my dad, but he just can't make mashed potatoes. Um, okay. Yeah, oh. that's yeah. Uh, my dad's gonna listen to this. He hasn't listened to an episode yet, Carm. He even told me that. Which Papa, Papa Murray has not been checking out the Baseball Insiders, and no. now. And now the last episode of the year, he's going to find out that his son threw him under the bus to try to protect his relationship with his mother. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm digging myself a hole here, Carm. Uh, Neil Murray is his name, by the way. So we're, uh, I'll ask him to explain it to do, but I, I love him. Bill Murray? Did I hear that right? Neil Murray. Neil Murray. Bill. Yeah, not Bill. Uh, I was like, I was, that would have been exciting. Neil. 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 Neil, let me just tell you something. If I was your son and I had attacked my mother the way Robert did, I would have left it alone and I wouldn't have dragged you into it. But Robert felt the need to try to make things better with mom and, and just to just threw dad down the river. Sent yeah, him, sent, I, I did. Although yeah. I, I, I got to clarify my stance here, Carm. It was my mom. She requested that I do it just so like the public did oh, not. Oh, so we got oh, uh, oh, now, 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 public... now, 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 even worse. Now you threw a mom back under the bus. Yeah. Both parents are just being oh. dragged under the 18 wheeler here, buddy. Yeah, it's okay. I, honestly, like, do you have a shovel car so I can dig myself out of this hole? <laughs> this is not good. My mom uh, said, blame dad. So, yeah. so, you know, you know, now what's your mom's name? Uh, Janice. Janice, Janice, you just got to own this. I'm going to just tell you, your mashed potatoes, I've never had them, but they stink. <laughs> you have bad mashed potatoes. Don't get Neil. Don't don't blame this on Neil and his seasoning. If, if seasoning can only do so much when you when you're dealing with a faulty base and, and you're you're the base here. And and I think you got to take the feedback on the baseball insiders and 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 and, and try to be better. That's that's the end of the day. You're the Pittsburgh Pirates of mashed potatoes. And what are the Pirates doing? They're hiring Andy Haynes to be their hitting coach. So, you know, hey. And maybe, hey, maybe we hire Andy Haynes to make our mashed potatoes. The future so. the future is 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 what you make of it. And and in 22, 2022, we're going to have better mashed potatoes. Now I threw and now I got myself in trouble by the way with your family. Um, yeah, so you're uh, you're no longer invited to the family Christmas carm, so um, uh, I, I've got that order for my mom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, by the way, so in 2022, I think this is no longer going to be a baseball podcast. This is going to be a Netflix and mashed potatoes pod. So, no, well, we, we can, we can, we can definitely get that in there. All right. We've, <laughs> we, we've, we've come to the part of the show, Bert, that you said that you would celebrate 2022 with a water bottle dumping as, as, or something. 20, we are celebrating 2021. Robert Murray is going to do the Robert Murray water bottle challenge uh, to really just underline how much he's loved this podcast uh, with yours truly and fan-sided. So as we say goodbye, this is the moment in time. Would you like to say anything before you do this? Um, I, I very much regret agreeing to do this, but hey, let's get weird, baby. Okay, are you going to back up from the microphone? It's, it's, oh, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, you know, we want, we want, there we go. Let's see. Let, let's see. Pour on here, Carl. Uh, I think I'd go for the whole thing, baby. Let's go. They have the thing. It's 16. Oh, I'll screw it. Why not? There it is. Yes, Bert. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> is wild. You've got <laughs> to watch the baseball insiders <laughs> in 2022. How do you feel? How do you feel? I feel very wet. <laughs>
Hey yeah. Robert, uh, we're we're I'm looking forward to killing it with you in 2022, and uh, great to yeah, get up. And, and I appreciate that you're wide awake here. So yeah. I uh, I've it's went down into my pants, karma. It feels like I beat myself. So. Hey, that's a familiar feeling for me, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you get a little older. Uh, thank you for watching. For real, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us wherever you find podcasts: Google Play, Spotify. You know what I, you know what I'm talking about. Get yourself some some uh, some baseball insiders wherever you need it. And uh, yes, hit that like, subscribe, tell a friend. We appreciate it. Bert, happy New Year, Merry Merry, happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas and uh, happy New Year. And thank you, Carm, for uh, yeah, getting me just completely soaked over here. That was that was a very good time. I enjoyed that. We'll see you in 2022, baby. Thanks for watching. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.